This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live on DallasCowboys.com. And the official Dallas Cowboys app. First down. Jason Whitwick is in the end zone. Intercepted. Sean Lee. Touchdown. Des Bryant. Now, your hosts, Mickey Spagnola, Brian Broaddus, Taylor Stern, and Rob Phillips. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. It's a victory Monday here, and, and Mickey was getting some last-minute notes, so he's joining us. Rob's here. Brian, myself, we're all in the SWBC Mortgage Studio ready to get talking about this Cowboys win in San Francisco as they beat the 49ers in dominating fashion, 40-10 the final score. What a game, so much to discuss, so many points that we're like, oh, oh, maybe they figured it out. We'll have to see, but let's dive right into it. How's everyone doing today? Doing well. Doing excited? Yeah. No, it's good. Tape was good to watch today. That was a happy one. It made you excited. Yeah, no, it, it gives you hope that they, they figured out a few things, and let's see if they can carry them on. But, uh, you know, when you start talking about complete-type wins, all phases playing well, that was as close as it gets right there. It really was. And, uh, Rob, what, what's your Yeti? The, the team, team, the team. The team, the team. team. The team. Yeah. Oh, yes. It was a team win. It was. All three phases, Jeff Heath, looking at you, all three phases. And we'll get into Jeff Heath. But, uh, Rob, you know, in the middle of the game, I remembered for Rankum, I chose somebody named Ezekiel Elliott. And I think he w- he was undoubtedly our player of the game. He had a career game for himself. His- Funny, we never talk about Rankum. And now this morning we're talking about <laughs> Rankum. We talked about it. We just hey. kind of gloss over yeah. it. Now it's the Fair. lead of the show. Well, when winners win, you know. <laughs> this was a halftime discussion in the press box, actually. Yeah. Kind of walk over. Hey, do you remember who I had? Yeah. Yeah. He's, 21. He's kind of good at football. He's doing good at football in this game, at least. And everyone was kind of curious if he was going to be able to have a repeat performance of what he was able to do up there last year. Yeah. And he did that and then some because he didn't have as good of a game as that even last season. I think it was 208 or 209 was his all-purpose yards against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And yesterday he walked away with 219. So highly impressive from number 21. It, to me – it was his best game by far this season, and you could say numbers-wise and just watching him run, that's the best we've seen him run since he's been a Cowboy. He was decisive. He, he had open holes. I thought the offensive line did a nice job blocking for him, but he ran with power. He ran with uh, you know conviction. He knew where he wanted to go, um, followed his landmarks, all that stuff, and you know, again, he shows how versatile he is with that touchdown. That set, how, how long was the touchdown? 72. 72. 72 yards on the same exact screen play that they used in Pittsburgh last year, and you mentioned that game. Um, he got back on track, and, and I think he was building towards it. And no matter who what the defense is, 49ers were underrated, I think, against the run. So I think that makes it extra impressive what he did yesterday. How many times did he get hit behind the line of scrimmage? I don't recall one. How many? I would say zero. Yeah. Makes a difference in a running back's ability to find a hole and cut and create and uh, be able to uh, show what he can do. Mm-hmm. He didn't get caught from behind either, did he? Yeah. What did you see, Brian? Yeah, they did a good job of making people avoid. It, it, when he got through the line of scrimmage, there were a couple of times where he had already four or five yards downfield and then made a guy miss. That was good. The quickness looked good. I liked the decisiveness that Rob was talking about. 
if you want to if you want to say what he had problems with yesterday's blitz pickup stuff wasn't very good yeah uh, but that that yeah. was something if you want to just you know evaluate what it is i mean i, I don't want to throw a total uh wet blanket on that because he did run the football he caught the football what you needed he, he, i'm so used to seeing him help in the passing game as a blitz pickup guy that was a little bit of a struggle for him yesterday, but that's okay. You do all those other things, you can have a little bit of a struggle with the other stuff. But offensive line did a really nice job for him up front. They felt like that they could pull guys, get guys in space, get linemen in space, and they were able to do that a couple of different times. thought it was Jason Witten was outstanding as a point-of-attack blocker as well in this game. So a lot of good things to, uh, to build on from right there as a, a team that was – Having some issues running the football. I mean, there's a lot of teams that would love to be able to run the football and struggle like Dallas did in these first five games. But yesterday, it really, really came together for him. And not that he needs confidence, but I thought the opening touchdown drive after the fumble recovery on the punt got him going. You know, they go three straight runs to him in the red zone, 14-yard gain. We're going to go for you again and again for a one-yard touchdown. Yeah. That got him rolling. That got the offense rolling. Yeah, I, I was surprised at Linehan when they had the first play when they went uh, – when they ran, you know, the – they got uh, pullers outside, Martin and those guys get outside. And on the first play, they get five yards, and then they go three, you know, three straight pass or two straight passes though to kind of to to take that out of the way I thought they were going to come out and and like Rob says the, the when they got the ball back Linehan said okay I I get it now so then he just went you know it was 14-5 and one yeah for the for the touchdown and all all of them were physical runs so it was good to see Linehan got back into that and you know the that that, that mode early after you know some initial success Mm -hmm. and I know that you know Rob you and Mickey were in the locker room post game and hearing Ezekiel he was very very candid he has been this entire week you know whether it be about the court case or whether it was about the game and Brian I like what you're saying because you're really echoing exactly what he said you know he said I felt like in the Green Bay game we finally got our run game at the end so that was kind of the last bit that he had in his mouth you know the taste like we we can get there for this run game stop everyone questioning this and then obviously the off the field things that everyone was questioning but they were just so focused on getting back to their identity if you would so that was exciting and I think you know people were kind of relieved to see like okay he's got a lot going off the field but that's really not affecting him as much as people probably thought it was when the numbers turn out for Dak Prescott is 16 of 25 you know you've run the football pretty well. Yeah, and you have a quarterback rating of yeah. 134. Yeah, you know that. That, that, that. Those numbers right there, maybe add a few more completions, make it 19 of 25. That, those, are, those are always going to be winning numbers for Dak Prescott. And so in, 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 when you look at that, you say, okay, what else? Then what did they do well? Well, they did protect well for the most part, and then they and then you got a back that had 147 yards, and then a backup back that had 61 yards, I believe. So, you know that's 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 what you have to do. This is what the recipe is for this football team to win games. Is they've got to find a way to control the ball the way they do physical running style with your backs, and then the quarterback make the completions when he needs to. Well, Mickey, you brought up the point that you felt like he finally had you know the offensive line help he needed. What do you think made the difference with that? Well, they've played five games already with each other. Uh, maybe it's more comfortable. Um, I thought Lael Collins was awfully good. Even Jonathan Cooper on the move uh, was pretty darn good. And remember, he hadn't played all that much football. And, and we talked about Lael Collins not having played right tackle yeah. uh, or tackle period since LSU. Uh, so, you know, I don't know how much of it had to do with San Francisco 
uh, but they just seem more coordinated. They seemed that they were on point with their blocks. They were pulling. Uh, Brian's right. I think they saw some things against San Francisco. They get out in space. Yeah. I mean, just look at the 72-yard screen pass. You got Lael Collins out there. You got Cooper out there. Noah Brown out there. Everybody got a block, and all he had to do was kind of weave his way through there uh, and, you know, show the closing speed that we've seen from him before. So, you know, maybe he hadn't lost the step. Maybe, maybe he hadn't lost his quickness. Uh, all, all the nonsense that was going on earlier, you saw what he can do when you give him a chance uh, to at least hit the line of scrimmage. And he was seeing things better, too, because if you noticed, he was kind of picking his way. He was. wasn't in a hurry. Yeah. yeah. Right? He wasn't in a hurry. Uh, but there was room. He wasn't getting hit behind the line of scrimmage. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that was, I mean, that was really, really good to see. And, you know, Brian's right about if Zach puts up numbers like that. And I guarantee you, if he had nine incompletions, four of them were throwaways yeah. just to try to save the day without taking a sack. Right. Uh, so uh, it, it was very, very efficient. This team won 13 games last year, and I don't think Dak topped 30 pass attempts in any of those wins. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Brian's right. That's the formula. And yeah. I don't know how many guys, Jason Garrett, Jason Witten, they all said when we run like that, that's that's us. That's the so winning yeah. yeah, winning recipe there. And, and game in game in hand though, it was encouraging you saw some guys and I'm not talking about just Cooper Rush, but you saw some backup guys get in there and have some success. I mean Well, I was just gonna bring yeah. up you said the backup running back and you didn't yeah. mention his name, but no. let's get into it because Rod Smith was a guy that everyone was like they are going to get the ball to him more often than not. Yeah, he, he is a physical runner. We saw that in training camp. We saw it in the preseason games. I, I, I mentioned him. Uh, you mentioned Joe Looney was able to get in there. You know, they didn't have enough. They didn't like, it wasn't like college where they have a second offensive line that they could put in there. Well, so, Chaz Green did it. Yeah, Chaz Stephen Green got in there. And, I mean, yeah, and they, you know, they, they, they did a nice job. Those, some of those back. I mean, I'd, I was ex- encouraged to see Joe Looney play some guard. And, and have some success doing that and working with Travis Frederick. That kind of is one of those things that you put in the back of your mind. You're thinking, okay, if Joe Looney has to play, you know, because he plays center the majority of the time. So, again, just one of those things that, you know, I, I just noticed, uh, you know, watching uh, watching the team play. So does that mean – getting, I'm getting a little off track, but you mentioned Chaz. He's your swing tackle now. Is the left guard thing – is that – I think that's over with. Yeah, Yeah. I think that's over with. I think because they want Chaz Green to be the swing tackle. So Jonathan Cooper, get in there and do the job. Yeah. Yeah. I think they've – I mean, we we talked about it back in training camp. They value that, especially with uh, Tyron having the problems with his back. uh, You just never know. So you you don't want to have to keep making two changes because obviously they don't trust Byron Bell as much as, you know, you would think his experience would allow him to. Inactive. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah. It's really. I think that's the way it's going. Yeah. The, the, it's going to sound strange, but, you know, Chaz Green might be one of your best five offensive linemen. I yeah. agree. The problem is that he can't play because if you put him at guard and he gets hurt, then you have nobody. It's more important to back up. This is going to sound really strange. No, no, no. I'm it's no, more no, important. Absolutely. It's we more important it to back up. Camp. It's more important to back up Tyron Smith because of his back issue, than it is for him to start at left guard. Well, and I think it's almost like a, a yin and yang relationship because obviously Tyron Smith is dealing with this. We've seen that they're sure. going to start giving, giving him these veteran Wednesday days. Yeah, we've seen And that, then yeah. now you have somebody that you can't rely on to play a full game. I'm right. sorry, Chaz Green, but it is what you it can't. is. You can't, yeah. And so now you kind of have a yin and yang thing. Like, 
Chaz, we need you to stay healthy so that, you know, if there is a day in December, like we saw with Emmett Cleary having yeah. to step in there for yeah. Tyron last December, right. you have Chaz, who you can then rely on. We trust him to be ready for this game. Right. So I think it's kind of a yin and yang. Yeah, which one's the yin and which is the yang? I, That's up to them. Take your pick. Take, take your, pick. your pick. You know, but the one thing is that uh, that last week the two guys split reps, so maybe we'll see. Maybe they'll continue to do that. But I, I feel like though that that at least every Wednesday, you know that that Chaz Green is going to get work with mm -hmm. the first offensive line. So that that has to, you know, if he has to play during the week or at the at weekend, you know, Tyron wakes up on a Friday and can't go. You have that guy there to play. Best game that Jonathan Cooper played by far. By far, and I'll tell you what too. The, the the I thought Travis Frederick was really good in this football game too. Yeah, it I mean they, like he took on that battle. They 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 did a lot of the same things that they did against San Francisco last year when it came to running the football. Just had more success at it. But when you watch the guys come off the ball and get into blocks, there were guys staying on blocks. You know, like I talked about Witten, Swaim, Hannah. The receivers downfield were really blocking well, too. It's a group, a whole group, that they were handing out helmet stickers. There have been a lot of helmet stickers for blocks in that football game because guys were staying on their feet and guys were getting guys taken care of and secured, and that allowed the runner to do what he's best at doing, and that's running the football. Even Bryce Butler gets a Drew Pearson block down the field yeah. to finish off the run, right? Yeah, absolutely. Just kind of screened him off and yeah. said, okay, let me get out of the way now. Yeah, and I know there have been questions about Des Bryant and some of the other receivers and how uh -huh. they're doing this season. Still no 100-yard receiver for this team, now six games in. And, you know, I see Des' numbers. He was – Ten targets, Mick. Ten <laughs> targets, seven receptions for 63 yards, obviously the one touchdown. And, you know, I see that, and I accept that because then you look at Ezekiel Elliott's and you see Dak ran one in, and obviously Witten had one. So are you guys more comfortable when the runners are doing what they're doing and this team is following that identity, that the receivers don't quite have the, the stat lines that these elite receivers out there do? I think you'll take 265 on the ground and 236 through the air all day. All day. All day. And it, 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 I think it, they would too. Yeah, and and you know what? It the, the the around the NFL, people will tell you that you will not score points if you run the football. Yeah. That team, this team, has proven that to be incorrect. They can run the football and still score points because the capability of when they do run the football. They 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 finish drive. I mean, this what they've done now in the red zone is incredible. They yeah. are. 17 to 25 inside the 20 scoring touchdowns, yeah. 68%. That's number two in the league. Right. And they had 11 straight at one point, which yeah. I, that's, I don't know where that ranks in the league, but that had to be probably tops in the NFL at one point. When, so, did, when did the streak end? When they had the, the, the nut squad in there at the end? The what? The nut squad. Nuts and bolts. That, yeah. That was the squad I played on. Cooper <laughs> Rush in the game. Yeah. That's right. It's like yeah, practice I think, squad. I think that was it. It was late in the game. It was late. In Turnover the game. on downs. Right. They turned it over. They decided yeah. not to kick the field they goal. Kick the field goal. But, but I thought, I thought Des was great in this game. And oh, he he had a outstanding performance, and you know, like you're saying, you know, Bryce was able to get the big blocks, and Switzer even getting a catch. Yeah, right there. yeah. The receivers got involved. I mean, Des picks up three first downs on one drive. Um, Keep passing it to him. Keep passing. Yeah, it. on Witten's eventual goat catch. You know, that gives you a 20-3 to three lead. That was a big drive in the game. That pretty much separated things. So, and, 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 look, and look what he did on the touchdown. They yeah. tried oh. to double him. Tried to double him. I mean, they doubled him like you High would point. double the point guard in basketball. Right. They had two guys standing there. 
and he split them. Yeah, that was the red zone receiver that I was used to seeing in Des Bryant. Yeah. You know, okay, you just pass the ball to Des, and no matter who's on him or what's going on, he will get that football down. And he did, and, you know, yeah. they were almost had kind of a Des catch, no catch thing in that. And I was like, no, both feet down. There were two times where I thought that Dak and Des were on the same page. The, the offsides penalty where he ended up getting on the, you know, Des would have – there's times where I think Des sees the flag, sees the offsides, and maybe he doesn't finish the route. You know that that time he did finish the route, and and Dak with you know with the offside guy on his back basically, you know he throws the ball the outside. Des makes a great the back shoulder catch there, just gets down the field, and then like you said though, I, I think that the, the the double coverage thing, Dak wants to throw him that slant, and he and you know some quarterbacks would have been impatient and just tried to fit it there because how quick and tight the space is, but he kind of allowed Des to get in between, and then he floated the ball up over the top. See, that's that just shows me that the two are on the same. He allowed he allowed Des to get inside on that route, and then the one, like I say, the first one, he just he said, "Hey, I'm going to take a free play here, free play shot." Des kept running the route, and he put the ball right where he needed to be. Hey, like everybody it. knew that was a free play, except for the play-by-play guy. Yeah. So don't everybody complain about Joe Buck. Because after that play was over, Tom Bretterman goes, well, there's a flag. That play's coming back. Yeah. And it's like, you didn't see the guy jump off sides? Don't worry about it. No. Not a big deal. Just got to point that out. Hey, we got to point that out. And we have to point out the fact that the Cowboys finally got turnovers yesterday. And the defense had a great performance, too. We will get to all of that when we come back from our first break. Again, you guys can call us. Tell us about how you're feeling after this win. 214-872-2102. We will be right back. We, the entertainment-loving people, want a smartphone built for us. With AT&T and DirecTV, you can get the Samsung Galaxy S8. With an infinity edge-to-edge screen, it's perfect for entertainment. We want exactly what you just said. Buy a Samsung Galaxy S8 and get one free after bill credits when you buy both on AT&T Next and have TV. Visit your local AT&T store today. Buy each for $750 on installment agreement with eligible service. New line is free up to $750 in credits over 30 months. Credits start in two to three bills if service canceled by balance due. Taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. Limited time offers. See store for details. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and of course with yours truly me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Cowboys fans know that the second best of anything simply won't cut it, and your skincare should be no different. A longtime locker room favorite of the players and the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Dallas-based Jack Black, is the number one best-selling men's skincare brand in the country because we make products that help guys look, smell, and feel better. Visit GetJackBlack.com Cowboys to get $10 off your first order of $50 or more. Jack Black, look good, smell good, feel good. Official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys. I hear all this talk about what it takes to be a cowboy. Everyone's got their ideas, but I just say to myself, it's what's up top that matters. Sure, you need men with the muscle and heart to get her done, but if your scouts and coaches are listening out there, a word of advice. Pick the man with the most well-worn Stetson. That's the one most cut out to be a cowboy. Stetson hats are handmade right here in Texas and have been on cowboys' heads for over 150 years. The rest of you can visit stetson.com cowboy to find a retailer nearest you. This is Talking Cowboys. That one 
pick your plays, not your wedgies. Tommy John is the most comfortable underwear on the planet and comes back by a no-wedgie guarantee. If you suffer a wedgie in your Tommy Johns, they'll give you your money back guaranteed. Shop exclusive Cowboys underwear at TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys for 20% off your first order. TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys. Thank you, Did you have him on yesterday? Got him on right now. All right, we are back here in the <laughs> she, SWBC she cut us off. studio. And uh, I hinted story. at the fact that we were going to get to the defense, and, and of course we do. But before that, we have to get to some of the breaking news that's going around the Dallas Cowboys team today. Mm-hmm. And, of course, that has to do with Dan Bailey, the all-pro kicker. Did he make all-pro? I know he's a pro bowler, but. Pro bowler pro a bowler. years ago. Yeah. Pro bowler. Yeah. Pro Bowl kicker in Dan Bailey, who suffered a groin strain during warming up on the sidelines. Of course, everyone came to realize that pretty quickly after the first touchdown, and they were like, why are they going for two? Or was that the second touchdown? I believe it was the second one. It was second the one. second one, right. right, Mick. And so, you know, here we are now, the Cowboys dealing with a Dan Bailey injury, which is not common. Actually, it was the third one. Well, yeah, it was. It was. It was near twenty. The it was twenty. Of, it was it twenty was near to, the end of the second. It was twenty quarter. to nothing. Yeah, or yeah. twenty to three. three. Cowboys I'm, were just dominating. I'm sorry, I was trying and to the think. warm-ups were on the sideline during the drive. He was yeah. kicking. Yeah, in. there you go. It was I, the Witten touchdown. I'm sorry. Too. Yeah, no, yeah. you're fine. And yeah. I even talked to Chris Jones about it on the plane last night. You know, you get a chance to do that. They sit like right by the little area, and I go, "Man, Chris, what a game!" You know, and I didn't want to say anything to him. Like, why aren't you kicking? But I was like, oh, we had no idea what was going on in the press box. And he goes, neither did we. Yeah. We sent out the kicking team, and then all of a sudden, Coach Bisacci is running after us like, no, 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 no. So yeah. it was kind of a last-minute thing. And now sources are saying that uh, with Dan Bailey Well, we don't up, need sources. We can just say that uh, Dan Bailey's going to be out several weeks. Be a source. No, I was just going to say who the Cowboys are expected to work out. Uh, no, I was going to say that he will be out. For several weeks, she was going to give you some names. Oh, she was going to give you. She was going to you some names, and then she was going to let you do a medical report. Yeah, you can do your medical report <laughs> one second, but they are expected to work out. Mike Nugent, Jason Myers, Sam Irwin Hill, who was with them in camp, and of course Young Ho Koo, who was most recently with the Chargers. How come so, he's, okay, uh, he's, Nick, uh, he's available? He is available. Yeah, I think he's made a lot, some kicks and missed some kicks. Maybe cost the ch- uh, Chargers some early games and stuff like that. So I'm to put the over under on whoever they hire is born in this country. I doubt it. I you think I'm gonna, Nugent? I think, no, I think or S- Sam Irwin Hill. Sam Irwin Hill. You know what I thought he was more of a punter. But you know he kicked field goals. He had so a good camp. He had a really he was kicking field goals in the uh, every time in the it seemed like in the uh, uh, the Hall of Fame game. I think he he had a complete game where he did I think he did everything. I think he punted, yes. kicked off and did the you know that, to me I don't know. I need to go back and look at. I, I never. That's the one thing Steve Hoffman and, and you guys. You would remember. You guys would remember Steve Hoffman. Steve Hoffman used to be a coach here. Mm-hmm. Tay that used to be able to find kickers. He'd go out to Texas Stadium and and he would get ten people from uh, from Albertsons and then he'd make an all pro kicker out of one of them. <laughs> you know that's just how the, his ability. We never evaluated kickers, but it's kind of an interesting interesting group that they they brought in Nugent to to me the, the experience of him with game kicking and stuff like that, but. Sam Warren Hill, they have that experience with him and the fact that he can do all three. And so if you have something that happens like this again, you know, then maybe you have a guy that you could, uh, you know, that you could use as a punter kickoff guy and field goal kicker if you need him. So, of course, Jeff Heath, the GOAT, comes in, saves the day, only misses one extra point, but five kickoffs. 
And he did a decent job. Were you guys impressed with his emergency <laughs> kicking ability? He um, <laughs> he said he was more comfortable in the kickoffs than he was the, the place kicks because he said, actually, no, reverse that. Kickoffs, he said, I had no idea where the ball was going to go. <laughs> and you, you could tell by – he said, I felt bad for the coverage team because they couldn't judge left, right. It went kind of everywhere, this knuckleball style thing that he was kicking. But – he did well. He made two or three extra points. He banked one in off the glass there. That was pretty good. Uh, but the issue that they had initially was he didn't have time to work on his his drops, his, you know, the operation yeah. with, with Jones and with LP, and they had to work on that at halftime. But he got it down. I mean, I don't think he won him kicking next week, but, you know, pretty impressive. And that was the reason why they didn't change and say, okay, Chris Jones, you go take the kicks because then who's holding yeah, and how much is somebody good point practice as a backup holder? So, I thought he was pretty funny on the kickoffs because we tried to give him credit. I said, "So the one you kicked to the numbers high and short was that plan to try to keep it in the air?" He <laughs> yeah. goes, "Look, he goes, I had no idea where the ball was going. I was just trying to kick it as hard and as far as I could." It was the old Crash Davis. Yeah, and girl. it just happened to go over there, and the line drive that the guy almost cost the. 49ers a safety it was like no I just didn't hit it good uh so it was pretty funny but he's got a pretty good leg and 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 what probably got lost in there and I know it wasn't with a rush or anything on the line but when they came out early uh at halftime uh to practice the operation he hit from 43 He, he was good from 43 uh, and I thought he was pretty funny when he was talking about the extra point. And he goes, you know, when you look at the extra point and you're out there playing, it doesn't look that far. He goes, but believe me, when you line up and right. look at those uprights and see how narrow it is, and now you think someone's coming at you and the timing's got to be perfer- perfect, he goes, it looks a lot longer than you think. He yeah. said on the one that he shanked, he just he rushed it because he saw, he saw the 49ers line coming through, and he said, I just don't want to get it blocked. And he didn't take his time. Uh, and he said afterwards, Jason Witten told him to get his head out of his, out of his you-know-what. So, <laughs> just in Leave it to, leave just it in to Witt, chest. right? Yeah, exactly. Hey, he had his bank shot working, so, yeah. you know, I, w- I would have liked to see him try a field. They didn't need to at the end, though. It was pretty the more good. you can do, and a lot of people took to social media to comment on the Cowboys kicker situation, one being Chad Ochocinco. Mm-hmm. Said that he's never missed a kick. He wants a tryout wants to try out there's a dan bailey who's very popular in the crossfit world i'm sure oh, a lot of tweets at dan a bailey. lot of tweets at that dan bailey i think his twitter handle is at dan bailey nine oh. and then of course pat mcafee the former colts punter tweeted and said that he had played soccer with sean lee back in the day and that he yeah. would love to see if sean lee could go at it but Hey, we just need Sean Lee's hamstring to just yeah. be good for there. So yeah. don't don't worry. Brian, Brian's guy was the last person to do it. Ted Thompson. Ted Thompson, yeah. A non kicker. Yeah. To make more than one extra point or field goal in a game it was nineteen eighty? Yeah. Who was he playing with? Houston Oilers. Wow. Well, if he's out several weeks, Dr. So who do you Dr. want? Mick. Sam Irwin Hill. You think? Yeah. Well, Mickey, I got a trivia question for you and the last time the Cowboys had a non-kicker punter attempt a field goal or PAT. 1961 One. or 60, yeah. Tight end Dick Bilski, guys. Come on, it's old D. Bilski. You know about Familiar it. Familiar with his work? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He went 10 for 10 on his pats and 6 of 9 
on field goals for and, and you know what? It would have helped if he could have got something. If, it was sort of helped Jeff, Jeff Heath. Back then, the the goal posts were on yeah. the goal line. So he got, he got it, and they didn't move the ball all the way back. So he was kicking. Why got to take that from? I'm just Dick? saying, if if, just, if Jeff could have got the <laughs> goal post moved, taking that from him? I'm not taking. Hey, I I am where I, the where the ball used to be. So yeah. it's ten yards shorter, right? And you're kicking from snapping at the two or the three, right? So you yeah. kickers would always tell me if I don't care how the snap comes in an extra point, I'm it gonna, could be laying flat. I'm gonna make. I it. gotta make it. Yeah, man. And you know, before Dan Bailey went out, he totaled two points to become the third Cowboy, only second kicker to reach 800 career points. We, Tate, we totally <laughs> take him for granted. I mean, I saw your tweet about that. We do. I mean, he's arguably the most consistent player on this team doing his job. He's perfect this season. He's seven of seven field goals. I think he's 16 of 16 extra points, which are not gimmies anymore. You see guys around the league miss them now occasionally. And if he's out, I mean, I don't – It Gold might... missed one yesterday. I'm sorry? I'm sorry to interrupt you, but Gold missed Mason Crosby missed a couple the other day. So, yeah, it happens. We saw Nick Folk struggle, who used to be here. I mean, he's a weapon, and he's a guy you rely on, especially as many close games as the Cowboys play. I don't know if it winds up changing how you call games – in certain field position situations, depending on how long he's out, we'll see. Uh, but this is a big loss if he's got to miss several weeks. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Nick Folk available? He is. He uh, did he get he cut after that last game? Let go by the Buccaneers, I believe. Yeah. Yes. Hey, Mickey. Yes. Here's a question for Jason: Who who would have been the kicker if Heath had gotten hurt? Sean Lee, probably. I think you just go for it. You wouldn't. You wouldn't yeah, have kicked. You wouldn't, wouldn't kick at all. Yeah. Kick I mean, kick. You got to kick it off. Well, right? you talk about. We talk about. Chris Jones. I mean, maybe. But think, but think yeah, about. But think about it. Would have been probably Jones and then Dak would have the holder, Can't right? they do it like flag football? Well, you just throw a pass. Well, Dak, Let's ask Jason. Okay, so Kent knows this. When we went down to Starkville, we met Dak's good buddy from college who was the kicker at Mississippi State. Really good buddy of his, Brian Egan. Dak and Brian Egan used to practice when Dak was just a freshman. Dak was his holder, of course. And then Brian would catch routes for him. So uh, Brian Egan just started a kicking camp, I think, in May. And Dak went out, showed an appearance, did kind of a little guest speech, and Dak held a kick for Brian out there, and everyone was like, "Oh, could Dak do this again sometime?" Well, well see, Dak holding. Yeah. Hey, it's a it's a good question, Kent, because uh, he did roll his ankle in the game. <laughs> I know. His, yeah. his I mean, non, he's on special teams. He's on everything. Yeah. Well, so. we'll see. And two, but think about even Chris Jones, because then the operation becomes different because he's left footed. So now you put your uh-huh. holder on the other side. You know, these are things you're kind of thinking, okay, who would you want to kick? I mean, operation has always been with a right-footed kicker. Now you have to flip things over. That's why if you ever watch, like, the Raiders, because of Janikowski, they always bring in left-footed uh, kickers during camp because they don't want to flip the operation that, that way. So, yeah, it's a, something you don't think about at the time, but then you're like, going, wow, okay, we'd have to flip it over if, if he were to attempt an extra point or a field. You remember? needed a left-handed quarterback then to hold. Yeah. Who was inactive. Who was inactive, yeah. There you go. Oh, oh cool. How about that? How, many How about here? that? You know who I would think would hold? I bet you Cole Beasley would probably be your holder. Yeah, probably. I could see something like that. Why? I just think that he, you know. Do you I think th- he messed with it. Yeah. That's what I've In seen. Training Cole, camp. Yeah, I've seen Cole Beasley sit down and, 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 and take snaps that way. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it, it was probably two or three camps ago, but I, I do remember him kneeling down a couple of different times and taking yeah, Can you not have a free – is the kickoff a free kick? Can you just punt it? Perhaps. 
You could squib kick it, I guess. That wouldn't be any fun, though. Yeah, I don't think... Or just just go onside kick, right? This story will develop. Yeah, look at this. Here we have a nice victory. We're talking about rules. I mean, I'm looking at these stats, and there are so many people to talk about. And let's get to Anthony Hitchens and Sean Lee finally playing... There are you raving your I, own? You I, want, I just want one question you real quick for Mickey. There. Just real quick. Just real, real quick. Give me a 20. Mickey or Rob, anybody know? Skandrick's interception when his foot came down on his own foot, is that not considered inbounds? I thought it was. I thought it was. That was the rule. said in the press box that it still counts because that's like a toe drag. So, like sometimes so we were late. Drag. Garrett was late getting over with the he challenge. He had it. He had it. And, and we he didn't, just let it go. Okay. Because I saw I mean, him. Poor Skandrick. He, he doesn't get he many opportunities. For, and, you know, and he gets one. He gets a nice play. I think Great. he was looking for one. I, I don't know if your foot's got to hit the ground, though. Because think about it, though, when you if you fall on a dude with the when you have the ball. Yeah, your foot's on top of the other foot. You're you're still not down, right? Right. You land on top of somebody else and your shoulder doesn't hit the ground. I mean, see, I thought when his deal. foot when his foot came down on his other foot that it was he was in bounds, but I, I thought maybe you knew the rule. Carry on, tape. Sorry. No, about you that. are completely fine. Anthony Hitchens, Sean Lee, first game back together this season. They both combined for five tackles for loss. Made a huge difference. Obviously, Carlos Hyde held to 68 rushing yeah. yards on the day. There you go. And everyone kept saying, this team cannot defend the run. I had a long conversation with Coach Marinelli before the game. He knew how to do this. He said, we have the game plan for this. Now we finally have the personnel for this. And uh, it showed. What did you guys think of Sean Lee and Anthony Hitchens out there? I think he hit the nail on the head with the second point. Yeah. Yeah. You had the personnel to do it. You did. Yeah, you did. really nice job by both of them. I think they combined for 13 tackles together yep. there. And it, when the 49ers especially ran the ball wide, you could see the difference that Sean Lee in the football game. Just the pursuit. Yeah, he his, just his knew ability, where it was going. His ability to, to get laterally. Laterally. Oh, I can't laterally. Say Thank you. Yes. But his ability to do that is such – it makes such a difference in this defense. And then you get guys, you know, say you got Hitchens trailing him on the play to get there. You know, Hitchens, if Lee's not going to make the play, maybe he forces it back inside. There's Hitchens right there. You get linebackers that can run and hold up at the point of attack like that, you're going to play some run defense. They were able to do that yesterday. 49ers did have some success, though. They did average 4.7 yards a carry. Beathard. The best, huh? Yeah, he had five five for 30. Carlos Hyde averaged almost five yards a carry. The best run defense was the offense, really. Yeah, he scored 40 points, right? Took him out of the running game. They were toast. And what was that uh, Bailey injury? (laughs) I was thinking about that. What? I was asking Brian, what was Bailey's injury? Can't say the word he's injured at. You can't say groin. I can't say groin. Well, that's okay. (laughs) I can't say either groin or like a groin. I can't say groaning. I'm glad. I'm glad there's people talented enough on this this program to say it. Can you say sacks? Because the team got some good ones they yesterday. Did. They surely did. They and surely did. That was finally. And who got the sack that kind of turned the ball game around? By the way, Jalen Smith. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> who made pick Jalen Smith? <laughs> I, I think it was the guy I pick every week. Good. And he recovered it. Oh, are you oh. saying you won? I didn't say I was won. Are you saying you get in the belt this week? All I know is going to be a 20 to 10 game if they scored there going into halftime. All I know is clear eye view. Let me tell you this, though. Watch <laughs> Swipe. The, watch the play. Uh, Goodwin, the receiver, was open. He had, he had clearly won off the line, and, and Jordan Lewis was in total chase mode. And that's where, that's where they were going to go with the football, coming across the back of the end zone. So if – Lawrence, and what's really neat about that play is he was over off the right side there, too. Mickey's looking for a right end, so get a right end stack there. They switched it up. 
Yeah. And I thought it was pretty good talking to him after the game. He goes, well, you know, what happens is if you're always in the same place, they make a plan for right. it. He goes, now right. you start moving around, and the guy over there that's used to blocking this guy all of a sudden has got to think differently when I move over there or vice versa. So uh, I think that was the first game I've seen them move him that much. Try and move him a lot. Yeah. They, yeah. They, and it's funny because they had so many inactive defensive ends in that game. So they, they kind of stuck with the guys they had. Tyron Crawford played really well in the football game. I was just going to mention him. Yeah. He, he had a sack. He was he ran that game with David Irving that got Irving loose for the right? sack. Absolutely, he yeah. The outside. He, he was good in the run game. He yeah. was good. He was good as his pressure. You know, yeah. He's, you know, you think about. Uh, there's a lot of times we get on him because we know how much money he makes, or the fans get mm-hmm. on him because they know how much money he makes. But there's a lot of things that he does when you watch the tape that won't be in your play by play. But you know that he's helping. Get your this guys is home. the first time in his career that he's had consecutive games with sacks. So hey, there you something's go. clicking there. And yep. Even Taco, I thought played better. I, he got a lot of snaps. That's the most snaps I think he's probably got. He sure did. It was and like thirty-seven, I think. Yeah, and the, there was a couple. The the forty-five yard play that they had, uh, the re- completion for forty-five yards. He beats Joe Staley on the spin and falls. I saw it. And if I he said it. If he stays on his feet, and he knew it too, because after the play, he, you could see him kind of just bang his bang his hands against his head. Yeah. But he spins inside on Staley. The ball's gone down. But if he just stays on his feet, he's likely going to get a hit, like they've been hitting Bethard, or maybe a sack, or to make the ball go away from the receiver. Kind of reminded you of training camp, where just stay on your feet, stay on your feet, play with balance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was that was an issue. He loses his balance. Yep. Yep. Sure did. He had it, and he falls down. It was a shame, but they did a good job putting pressure, as they should have, on a young quarterback and not give him the time of day back there. And they basically their more successful plays were rolling him out with boots, naked boots. That's yeah, throwing on the run. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I like seeing three turnovers for the Dallas Cowboys right there. Well, the Forty Niners had turnovers, and the Dallas Cowboys were able to capitalize. But guys. Still holding strong, Rolando McClain was the last Cowboys defensive lineman to score a defensive touchdown for this team. So, uh, still waiting for that. I, I know your guy, D-Law, he ran all the way to the end zone. <laughs> Said he, no one touched him. Said no one touched him. But, but he but. was mad because somebody yelled at him, no one touched you, go. And he goes, I couldn't celebrate. And then yeah. I was tired for the next play. Uh, yeah. Had to come back and play again. <laughs> I love D-Law. He'll yeah. give you an honest quote, and we'll give you guys more honest feedback from this win after our final break here in the SWBC Mortgage Studio. To work this big land, you need equipment with values rooted as deep in Texas soil as you are. Like John Deere compact tractors with a six-year powertrain warranty and big features that help you work less so you have more time to do what you love. John Deere was first in the Texas fields, and we're proud to be on the field as the official ag and turf equipment of the Dallas Cowboys. Find Texas-sized deals at myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. Terms, conditions, exclusions, and warranty limitations apply. See dealer for details. We, the entertainment-loving people, want a smartphone built for us. With AT&T and DirecTV, you can get the Samsung Galaxy S8. With an infinity edge-to-edge screen, it's perfect for entertainment. We want... 
exactly what you just said. Buy a Samsung Galaxy S8 and get one free after bill credits when you buy both on AT&T Next and have TV. Visit your local AT&T store today. Buy each for $750 on installment agreement with eligible service. New line is free up to $750 in credits over 30 months. Credits start in two to three bills if service canceled by balance due. Taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. Limited time offers. See store for details. Ice cold Dr. Pepper and the Dallas Cowboys go way back. They belong together, like Texas and football, silver and blue, shotgun formations and Hail Marys. Having a Cowboys football party without Dr. Pepper is like having Thanksgiving without the Cowboys. Basically, we wouldn't recommend it. So next time you have a tailgate, home gate, or whatever else kind of gate, grab some ice-cold Dr. Pepper for you and your friends to enjoy. It's a Dallas Cowboys tradition. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the Internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. This is Talking Cowboys. Hey, we're talking Papa John's Pizza here after a Cowboys victory because they have victorious pizzas with their ingredients. Veggies, never frozen. Pepperoni, always 100% pork and beef. And when you have better ingredients, you have winning pizza, and it's Papa John's. Oh, winning pizza. I had that in the studio yesterday while you guys were on the road. That is great. And you know Papa what? John's. I'm glad you did because Papa John's is victorious. Solid pizza. We had some solid undefeated pizza. We had some solid Italian sausage in the press box. Yeah, you are an Italian sausage. It's pretty good. Was it roasted peppers and stuff? (laughs) Didn't try. I'm (laughs) trying. What'd you do? Eat a hot dog? I had one of the pretzels that like basically broke one of my teeth. (laughs) Oh, the 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 long the long ones. So they're not Not like not like Philadelphia early ones. They're not like Philadelphia. No, they were hard. Hard? What well, was were, that? I think they overcooked them. And what they got, was that? They got crusty. <laughs> they were not good. You're right, Mick. Now, you know what's good, though? And I know I'm repeating myself, but <laughs> Rob's Poles. Rob's Poles. Hey! Undefeated. You know, did you vote, Mickey? I, I told you two I times where it was. I looked for it, and I forgot it was over there on the other side yeah. of my Twitter. Wait, we just feed. don't need his vote. Why you got to disrespect my polls, man? I don't disrespect Yeah, you do. I always participate when you ask me. Hmm. I ask you guys every show. Well, let's go. I did vote today. All right. Which aspect on defense, Taylor and Brian, was most <laughs> encouraging on Sunday? Got three options pass, rush, run defense, or as we mentioned last segment, the takeaways. Run defense. Mm. I voted run defense myself. Wow. Party Pooper, you got to. You gotta... Can I go sacks? Huh? Can I go sacks? That's pressure. Isn't it? It's pass. called it's pass rush. Yeah, it qualifies as pass rush. Pass rush. He yeah. just wanted to say it. So. Got to be different. You Who won. Win. You win. Unfortunately, forty-eight percent says pass rush. Takeaways forty. Pass rush has been there all year. But all they had was two takeaways. Yeah, you have tank is coming for you on the other side. Yeah, he's selling shirts. Obviously doing well. They didn't, yeah. give, they didn't give up 164 yards rushing. That is a win. That's true. I think it's more just But they like, gave up 103. It's it's the guys around. Quarterback running the football. Mickey, I know. You said it I earlier. Know. I know. I think it's the guys around D-Law that stepped up, that got the fans excited. That That's my guess. Pass rush. Yeah. They've had pass Five rush sacks. all year. Where did t- where just, I was like run defense. Actually, I was run defense what did all I the come way. Out in the last <sighs> one, two, last four games, they, they, they had like five – 
Five sacks this game. They had six against, was it Arizona? Or Yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they've had a bunch. Oh, no, they have. Last yeah. 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 That's why I was so encouraged that, like, Yay, you guys could stop somebody who was actually a legit runner and not named Aaron Jones. I'm proud of you. Good, but hey, takeaways. I could take. First time since week two. Also proud of you. Now go get a defensive <laughs> touchdown. No, not the first time since week two. Yeah, Mickey, yeah, first time. Don't challenge me. It, it was, was an I interception. Got, no. Interception. They had a fumble recovery. Travis Frederick, that doesn't count. No, no, in the in the third game. No. Against the Cardinals? Let's Go ahead. Look it up. Why do you challenge me on everything? I thought it was three games without a turnover myself. It was three games without a takeaway. Nope. Yeah. All right. He'll find it. I'll just show you after the show. Well, let's hope that lunch. (laughs) Yeah. Let's hope that our caller is still on the line. We've had so much to talk about. So, Chris from Canada, what is your question? Uh, Hi, guys and girls. Uh, Love your show. First time caller. Uh, Thank you. Before I say anything, I just wanted to say, uh, Mickey, you made me giggle with that uh, Nick Folt uh, comment. Uh, I thought I was at the game actually, and uh, you watched Buffalo him have that bad game <laughs> when he kicked that uh, winning field goal. What was it, fifty-three yards or something? I think against the Bills. Against the Bills, yeah. yeah. On Canada, media. it was Canada yeah. Day, wasn't it? Um, no, no, I don't think that's in July. Yeah, that's in uh, July. Oh, <laughs> Mickey's wrong. No, there was some sort of holiday. Canadian Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah, Thank you're you. right. They said, yeah, All right, that's like Canada Day, isn't it? You're right. Rude. Thank anyway, you. the reason I was calling, uh, I wanted to talk Americans. about was uh, Taylor t- touched on it a little bit earlier with Jalen Smith. Yeah. Uh, I think you guys, uh, I agree with you guys when you say the fans are a little harsh on him uh, when he's playing 50, 60, 70 snaps a game. He's just not quite there yet. But the one thing I will say about him is, boy, that guy can blitz. And uh, I'm not, I'm not just talking about the play he made yesterday. I'm talking, like, I've seen him blitz a few times in the beginning of the year, and I thought to myself, man, he can get there. I mean, he's the first linebacker I've seen in a while, and, you know, I, I think he can actually blitz and get there. I mean, don't get me wrong, I love me some Sean Lee. Sean Lee is great against the run and, and coverage, but I feel like every time they send him on the blitz like a wasted body, you know, he, he gets bottled up by the offensive line, but... Man, Jalen Smith, he's explosive, and he can get penetration, and he can get there. And if it was if it was up to me, i put him in one of those packages. Like I'm not saying he, they should blitz him every time he's on the field, but they shouldn't put him in a package where he's either either blitzing or he's bluffing it, like, like John Gruden would say, you know. So even if he's not blitzing, i put him in one of those looks where he looks like he's coming because I think he's he can instill fear, and then you, you back him off, you know. So anyway, that's what I had to say, and... Uh, I love your show. You guys do a great work. You probably good work, and I'll hang you up and Thank listen you. to you guys talk. Yeah. Good points, and I, I thought that's how they would use them, to put, put them going forward. Jalen? Yes. Yeah, you've been oh, saying Jaylen. that. Yep. And, and he did. How about an underrated play from him, though? If you remember, that he makes the tackle before Lawrence's sack. Yes, and you know, and, yeah. he, and, he, and he's able to get off a block, and we have that's been a little bit of a you know something that we we've seen from him, but you know he was able they 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 run the, the previous play to get that if I'm right about this they get 16 yards Hyde runs a trap where they bring Staley uh, around and they try and trap and so they they come back and try and run the same play on the goal line or near the goal line and I think where was it it's at the seven and Jalen Smith was able to take on. 
uh, Staley, get rid of him, and then he makes the tackle for only a two-yard gain. So now the ball's on the five. Instead of getting gashed like you got gashed on the 16-yard run, you make a play right there. Okay, now you make them run another play instead of giving up a touchdown. That's a key play right there because what happens next play, sack, fumble, into the half kind of a thing. So, yeah, that, key, that, that, key that was play a play on defense, right? He had Two the in sack. A row. Yeah. I mean, I marked up. He he did not have to play. Now, in the second half, you know, he did. He played a little bit more than he, you know, had in the first. But the plays that he was on the field, he made more quality plays. Mm-hmm. He know. ended up uh, 32 of 65 plays. Yeah. So that was half. Yeah, but and then probably two because of two what they you know in the second half when the game was out of and hand. then they and then they yeah. let him play for but, Lee but exactly because Lee had suffered a little bit of a quad uh, strain bruise and right at some point he kind of wobbled off and, and that was what it was it wasn't his uh, hamstring but but give him credit on that on the, he 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 set up that sack fumble because of his play of getting off the Joe Staley block uh, right there in that uh, that time. Absolutely. We have another caller on the line right here from Dallas. Adam, what is your question? Uh, thank you so much for having me. I do appreciate it. Um, I think of the idea of that poll that you guys just had. I think uh, I think the reason why people feel like pass rush is, uh, is probably number one is the addition to Dino back on the line. Uh, probably that's what it is. Uh, yes, the pass rush has been there, but uh, I think uh, Dino's had, uh, what, three sacks in two games. I think people still need to uh, still need to see more of the uh, run stopping and stuff like that. But okay, so here's my question: um, How do you guys feel about Rod Smith at this point? I was very impressed with his running, um, the way he bit, way he kind of turned the corner into that run um, and broke off that big play. He kind of looks like Demarco Murray. Um, would you use him a little bit more um, now that we've seen that? And how do you feel about the free safety position, putting a woozy there and moving Byron Jones? the corner and I appreciate it thank you so much thank you so much Mickey's already shaking his head he does not want to move Byron Jones I like the way they're using Byron Jones they they had him when they they played a lot more uh dime and they moved him on the tight end Kittle Kittle had any relation breakup? to Ron Kittle no it's uh, the old uh, White Sox it's a, it's a different spelling uh I think maybe not anyway yeah they had him on the tight end uh and, and had him come up and were playing some Single safety high with, with Woods back there. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I like the way that worked. Byron got him off the field with a pass breakup on Yeah. Him. Yeah. So, no, he, he's not a corner. They've got corners. Uh, he needs to master what he's doing right now, get Woods on the field more. They, they rotated now like, like three or four guys now, right? Cause, right. Because Heath was rotating. Frazier played a little bit more. And Frazier said, don't you make me inactive again. First Don't play, he got it. the play. He went down there and caused the fumble. What we're starting to see, though, is they played a rotation with the cornerbacks, too, yesterday. And you're starting to see more of Jordan Lewis playing as in base instead of just playing in nickel and dime package stuff. So they, they took Skandrick out one time. They took Anthony Brown out one time. So they're kind of rotating those guys through. Maybe the score had something to do with it, but we we're kind of hearing some whispers that last week they were going to Jalen, uh, Jordan Lewis was going to get more work. Uh, at cornerback in the base packages. They were able to do that yesterday. So I still think you're going to see a Wouzier play safety, though. I don't think they're going to play him at corner. I think they're going to try him at safety, and let's see what what happens there with their uh, with their, their dime stuff, maybe getting him on the field. You know, we talked about Frazier. He, he, 
he was bad against the Rams when he had to play defensive yep. snaps, but made a nice play yesterday. Made I th- actually thought I had two tackles. The sheet only credited him with one. I need to go look at sport, special teams film and figure that out. But I thought he was on another kickoff where he made a tackle. But you know the, 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 how to get him active once he gets healthy mm-hmm. uh, will be a, a little bit of a, a trick now for the uh, for them going forward. Cheeto. Do you think safety is best for him out of necessity with all the corners they have? Or when he was coming out, did you view him as a potential safety type guy? Or did you think he was I thought he was I thought he was more of a corner coming out and but I think that they're looking for even though they have Byron Jones there, I think they're looking for something in the future with Woods and Awuzier that maybe, you know, that they can have three guys play. Be say you know be a that three man rotation you know whoever else that you know Jeff Heath and but I think they're looking at him long term and they're saying okay what what do we where where would be his best position but we we evaluate him as a corner and I, on the Green Bay game he wasn't bad playing safety you know the fact that you can cover Mickey plays that dime package and put him down over the put him in the slot he could take a tight end he's got he's big enough to do that he's fast enough quick enough to play a wide receiver inside. The, the league is going to these hybrid safety, say, hybrid linebackers, safety guys, and that's what you do. You get three corners that can cover and hybrid safeties, you're going to play some pretty good defense. Build your own nitro defense. Yeah. yeah. Nitro defense. That's hybrid the one that defense. Mickey likes, right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. The nitro What's defense. nitro? Packers did that. Oh. Yeah. 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 You tuned me out that week. That's cool. It didn't work so well. They still scored 30 points on him. Yeah. Yeah. Dino back. Dino obviously being David Irving for anyone who didn't know the nickname that Rod Marinelli has given him. And, of course, David Irving, yes, three sacks in two games after he's returned from suspension. That's kind of what they like from him, though. They like the, you know. Played him at the under tackle yesterday. We talked about that. You know, that kind of worked. Yeah, I thought Malik Collins was more active. Uh, far more active, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, it, uh, Malik Collins played the nose, and then you had uh, you had Irving play the the three or the under tackle, and he uh, put in hit, put him on the outside shoulder of a guard. He's going to win a lot of battles, get attacking gaps. Field just can, just yet yeah, because he doesn't have to take on a lot of people that way. He could just get upfield, be slinky, slim like the way he plays. Get down the line, make a tackle. You know, those are things. I mean, he's 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 he gets a, he has an understanding for that. He really, really does, and I think it helps him in the running game because he doesn't have to take on guys and tends to play a little tall that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he can be disruptive. Just uh, get up the field. Get up the field. Yeah. If that's what they're asking that guy Absolutely. to do. Now, yeah. sometimes that get up the field bites him because the run comes right past and the it guy gets and it gets a blocker field. right up on Sean Lee and those guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah I know. Absolutely. I know. We mentioned Jordan Lewis and Cheeto, but another young rookie DB who had a solid game yesterday was Xavier Woods. He recovered his first career fumble on a muff punt, and that led to obviously the Dallas touchdown. So shortest Xavier, touchdown drive they've had all year. Yes, you're mm-hmm. right. Shows you what happens when you get takeaways. Second shortest. Second, what was the shortest? I love the Rob versus Mickey stat battles. Oh, the one yard. Yeah. Okay. The previous time they had a takeaway. I went and looked it up during the game. Don't challenge me on this stuff. I'm becoming the stat I'm becoming the stat Oh, that was a sack fumble too, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 But you're right, Tay. And really, he's showing up on special teams. Beyond that, he had another stop on special teams. Quietly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's becoming his role in addition to, as Brian said, trying to work into a a type of safety rotation, kind of like Wilcox did when he was here. Yeah, exactly. Now, before we get ending 
Before we end the show today, I want to ask you guys, because a lot of people are now questioning, okay, the Dallas Cowboys back at 500. Obviously, the Eagles are still holding down as the best in the NFC. They play tonight against the Redskins. And uh, what do you guys want to happen in this game tonight? Because it's kind of a tricky situation here. You know, the Eagles win. They really hold on to that strong lead there in the NFC East. And then the Redskins win. What, what do you want, Brian? You're making a funny face. Over oh, I said this already on our, our postgame show last night. I'm all about the Redskin win and get beat up. Get beat up trying to short win that football. week. Yeah, it, it's yeah, it's a short. Why week. Why would you want uh, anything else? Yeah, Why I, would you, you know, anybody want anything? I know else? You, you play Philadelphia twice. You take care of those fine, but I want this thing to be really tight. I want it to be one game. But yeah, get beat up, beat up the Eagles. You get beat up too, and you find a way to win the game. That's what I'm all about. If you're a Cowboy fan, that's what you want. That's what you want. You want a you want a Redskin victory, and them to get beat up in the process of doing it. Uh, I'm all for player safety, but I, I do think you need I didn't to say get hurt. I, I know said get I, beat I'm, beat up. Up. I'm just kidding. I think, yeah. yeah, you want, I think you need the Eagles to come back down to earth and get them, get them closer into this pack that they've got. I, I don't want them to get a run like the Cowboys went on yeah, last year. Six and one. Yeah. You know, all of a you sudden, know, they went in like uh, yeah. 10, 12 games in a row. They're you don't home, want that at home though, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. It's a train ride. The, the distance doesn't matter. Get beat up, lose the game. <laughs> Eagles get beat up, win the game. Redskins. Redskins. Yes. We need, we need I think to. I'm speaking for everybody out there in Cowboy Nation. Kirk Cousins is 0-5 on Monday night. Yeah. We need to get to the train. Is he really? Well, then they're going to lose. To delay that tr- the train fly, uh, the train back to Washington, D.C. Back to D.C. Hey, we, speaking of D.C., I don't know why it's a transition because it's New York, but we <laughs> failed to mention that we know that Zeke will play in the yes, game yeah. yes, I was on gonna... Sunday. Well, we were running out of time, so I thought I'd. Well, I'm glad you show up on I'm time. We'd you... start the show on. Time. I was on time. No, you it weren't. Was a, I walked in. No, as you the were show. not. Go ahead. Go ahead. You got to have be in your seat. Yeah, be yeah. your seat. I didn't know. Go ahead. Talk about Anyway, Judge Catherine uh, said, "NFL, you know what? I don't have to rush just because you're asking me to do this earlier. We're setting this for late Monday afternoon after I finish another trial. So that means uh, the case for the preliminary injunction." Uh, won't be heard until Monday, so he should be eligible. To, he will be eligible to play against the Redskins on Sunday afternoon. So we know that, and uh, it seems like these judges are getting a little stubborn with the NFL. Yeah, mm. it's like you just don't raise your hand and have your way. Monday, October thirtieth, just to clarify for everyone. You know, she's I, been on vacation too, right? But, can I, but she's back. Well, can oh. I, she's can back. I, can, I, can I tell you why judges probably are a little salty? It's the NFL trying to play law, right? Law system. These these law, these judges are lawyers. They've been educated. I mean, and we're we're trying to run a football league. Be lawyers. That's not the way to go. It's not the way to go. And see, and all they're and like I keep saying, all they're doing is throwing them them road spikes down yep. to try to stop this from going to the lawsuit. Not on the line. I think they're fear. Uh, to lose. A lot on the line. Let's and go so eat lunch we'll on a see victory what happens. Monday. There you go. You I'll guys, buy it, Let's go. thanks so much for joining us today. It's obviously so much more fun when the Cowboys win. And we'll we'll get into more observations and notes from the win tomorrow, 11.30 a.m., same time, same place. Join us then. See you then. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about you, Cowboys?